I want to read to you today two texts of Scripture, and I want to talk to you in our time together on this subject, what now? What now? I think there's a few ways that we can look at those words, what now? You know, sometimes if you have kids, I know even growing up as a child, but parents could be like, what now? Maybe you've said that before, like, what now? Maybe you could watch the news and think that, what now? I want you to shift, if you will, in the next few minutes and think about it spiritually. What now? What now? What is God wanting to do in your life right now? The Bible says in Philippians 3, this is a text from Paul, this text, this passage. He's talking to the church in Philippi, and he says, Brothers, I do not count myself to have attained, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward, so I don't just forget the past. Some people get stuck there. They, they try to forget the past, but they never do move forward. He said, I, I don't just forget, I press toward the prize. Have you ever, I want you to think about this at the onset, have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever felt stuck? Like you, you get in a rut, you wanna move forward, you want to do what Paul said, like, I want to press to the prize, but you just feel like you get stuck. When I talked to Regina, who is a counselor, degrees or education, I asked her the other day, Regina, when, when people, you know, and I gave her several examples, they come out of bankruptcy or they come out of divorce or they come out of hurt relationally or, or emotionally, even spiritually, when people come out of that stuff and they get stuck, like, what are the keys to them getting unstuck? You know, she, she has an office here full-time at the church as a counselor. And I, and I said, what are the keys to getting unstuck? And she shared with me five things. Number one, they have to want to get unstuck. So it doesn't matter how much I want you to, or, or even God wants you to, you have to want to get unstuck. Number two, what are they holding on to? What's keeping them stuck? Is it fear, anger, manipulation, a habit? Number three, what do they need to release? What do they need to release? Number four, it's a big one. She said, are they willing to endure the discomfort of dislodging? She went on to say, there is no easy way to get unstuck. And then number five, can they take the pressure of the pull to freedom. She shared with me about those of you that are mechanics and things, how chains can get stuck and, and you have to lubricate it. You have to put an oil on there. You have, you have to do certain things to loosen stuff up again. She gave it more detail, but I think there's sometimes where there, there is a pressure or a pull to the freedom these five things, if you really want to get unstuck, even in 2022, do you want it? Do you want it? The second text I want to read is out of Joshua 1. So the first is Paul, the second is, jo is Joshua. 
These two men are where I want in the next few moments, hopefully for you to be able to relate to their stories and apply it to where you're at right now in your life. Joshua 1 verse 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, that's our subject today, what now? What now? Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Second time, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left. You may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Final verse, have, have I not suggested? Have I not said, well... Maybe, possibly, I mean, if you're feeling up for it. I know it's a strong word, but I just want you to notice the word. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. And then two things I really want you to take note of. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Well, how in the world am I supposed to do that? Because you're with me. Because you're with me. That's why, Dan Beasley, because God's with us. Because God's with you, Debbie. Because God's with you, Matt. How are you going to do it, Cindy? How are you going to do it, Williams? Because God's with you. That's how. When you look at these two stories, the context and timing, I think, is important just, just to relate to it. The first that we read was a guy whose name was changed from Saul to Paul. He's a killer. He's a killer. Stars, this guy's persecuting the church. He's killing Christians. He has this miraculous moment of life change, of turnaround. Goes from Saul to Paul. But just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you don't have regrets about your past. He's now going to write letters. He's now going to talk to churches like this in Philippi that some theologians and historians would tell us that he very well could have killed Christians connected to them, related to them, known by them. No wonder, no wonder he would say things like, I don't have it all together, but one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind right? Because I can't press toward the prize and write letters and build churches and do what God's called me to do if I keep thinking about all of my regrets from yesterday. So he says, I'm going to press toward the prize. It's no shock he would write that. This second man, Joshua, the context and timing of this story 
is it just right out of the gate, it just starts strong. Moses is dead. Moses is dead. Now, when you hear that right at the start, a couple of weeks ago, one one morning, and, and then all week long now, just continue to feel directed to this passage. When it starts and it says Moses is dead, you have to understand Joshua's relationship to Moses. I think we have to understand Joshua's age. He's not a young man. Not a young man. I read one study this week that after you pass 40 years old, it's very difficult to get you to change very much. Just a lot of mindsets and mentalities. Joshua's past that point. Not only could age be a factor, I think timing. Those of you that have grieved before, like deep grief, maybe it was a relationship, it was a family member, maybe you went through the, the severity of whether it was a broken relationship or the grief of loss. Like you have to understand where Joshua was at right now. I think there could be a lot of emotions. Chances are there's an emptiness. I mean, this is a guy who had Moses back. This is a guy who would, you know, provide strength and support to Moses. Moses was a mentor. He was a coach. He was a leader to him. Very well could have been expectations. Like I thought Moses was going to take us to the other side. Now the loss. Now transition. Now the change. But not just, not just Paul and Joshua. I want you to think for a moment about you. What do you do when you have to respond or react to tough times in your life. Now I know you're not Saul, Paul, and I know you're not Joshua and Moses is dead. But if you thought about it through the lens of your life and your story, you may not say Moses is dead, but what is it that has happened in your life your business, your finances, maybe, maybe you, your head, your mind, your emotions, your thoughts, your heart. Moses is dead. See, when we talk about getting stuck in these five keys and steps, people get stuck in sin, they get stuck in shame and habits, potentially for Joshua, even time or tradition. Some people will start saying things like, well, dad did and grandpa did, great grandpa did, so I'm going to. People get stuck for a lot of reasons. Even the cliche, you can't teach a, an old dog. And in this moment, the Lord steps in with Joshua and says two things to him. He says several things, but two that I want you to notice. He tells him, don't be afraid because I think an all-knowing Lord knows that if we get afraid, we're never going to go from this side to that side. And so he tells him, don't be afraid. The second thing that I want you to notice is he says, don't be discouraged. 
Don't be discouraged. Discouragement, discouragement doesn't discriminate. Discouragement doesn't take time off. Discouragement doesn't see a way out. Discouragement can slip in a college dorm just as quickly as it can slip into an executive's office in a company. Discouragement can come to that child in middle school, but it can come to a senior in a housing complex. Discouragement makes bad decisions. Discouragement will put a period where God was trying to put a comma. Discouragement will live its life looking through the rearview mirror. Discouragement loves to talk about the details. Discouragement, if you want to have coffee with discouragement and rehash and revisit and two churches ago and and your ex and that one job and what someone said or done, discouragement will gladly pull up a chair to that conversation and it will stare and look and rehearse with you every single thing that you have faced and you have gone through. Discouragement doesn't want to look through the windshield. You could have this wide, expansive windshield. You could have 2022. You could have your future. But discouragement doesn't want to look at the windshield. Discouragement wants you to only see the past. There's a reason why the Lord is going to start. I mean, it could almost sound insensitive. Don't you know he was my leader? Don't you know he was my mentor? Don't you know he brought us from Egypt to this point? Don't you know all the times I tried to hold his arms up? Don't you know the impact and influence he had on my life? It could almost sound insensitive for the Lord to say, he's dead. Now, what? Now, I don't think God is making light of what Joshua is facing, nor do I think God is making light of what you have been through in your life. I think it's a reminder to Joshua, I'm not done yet, I'm not finished, it's not over, and I really need you. Yes, you can grieve, yes, you can have the emotions, yes, you can be sad, but don't you dare, Joshua, live the rest of your life looking through a rear view mirror when I've got more land, I've got more territory. Joshua, everywhere you put your foot, I'm gonna give it to you the river and Euphrates and the region. Come on, Joshua. What is it in your life? What is it in your life that you need God to speak to you about? 
It starts right from verse number one. The Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. I know I'm almost out of time, but I feel the anointing today. The Lord said, I think the last 18 or 20 months, we have spent so much time on what Facebook is saying and Instagram and daily press releases and breaking news. And if we're not careful, we are missing out on what is the Lord saying. I know all of this other stuff. I know we can get caught in talking about this breaking report and this news update, but someone needs to be reminded God is still at work. God is not done. There's still an anointing to break and destroy yokes. He still opens and closes doors. He still has more, Joshua. Come on, Joshua. The Bible says in verse 1, the Lord said, the Lord said, I think God can still speak to you and I. I think through his spirit, the Bible says if we walk in the spirit, we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Bible says the spirit speaks expressly. The Bible tells us in Revelation, all seven churches, if they would only hear what the spirit says, to the church. I think he'll speak to us through his spirit. I think he speaks to us through conviction. Thank God for conviction. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't go there. Apologize. Repent. Make it right. Thank God for conviction. I think he speaks to us through the fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. I think he wants to speak to us through his word. His word that's a lamp. It's a light. One writer said it's a sword. I think God wants to speak to us through his word. I was reading just this week from Logos Bible Software. They recently did a study, and they said if you will read your Bible four times a week, that's not even every day, four times a week, I would love every day if you got some time to do it. You version, get a Bible app, get a scripture text to you or email to you every day. Sometimes people ask me, Pastor Micah, which version of the, the Bible should I read? I think you should read the one you understand, but, but get a Bible that, that you can actually grasp. But this study said if you will read the Bible four times a week, you're 407% more likely to memorize Scripture. You're 228% more likely to share faith with others. That's a big one. You're 59% less likely to view pornography. You're 30% less likely to struggle with loneliness. Four times a week. You see, this whole story, these nine verses that I read to you in Joshua, and then the byproduct in Philippians of Paul. Paul is going down a road, a light shines, a voice says, and there is a change. But a voice said, the Lord spoke something. Here with Joshua, the Lord spoke something. I'm asking God in 2022, speak to us, convict us. Let the Holy Spirit show up in our services. Let your word come alive. Speak to us, God. I know what everyone and everything else is saying, but God is still speaking to us through his word and through his spirit, and we don't want to miss what God is doing in 2022. So we get ready to close today. What will your life story be? 
when it comes to how you respond to tough times. I know that my story and your story is not Moses is dead, now what, Micah? I know it's not that, but I know that everyone has their own story of what's happened in your life that has brought you to this point. I think a lot of us, if we're not careful, we can still view life as what got derailed in 2020, and we keep tacking time onto it. It's been 18 months since, it's been 20 months since, it's been as if once February, March 2020 rolled around, all we have done since, I remember when, I remember when schools, and I remember when restaurants, and I remember when workers, and I, I remember when jobs, and I remember when churches, and I remember when, and if we're not careful, we'll walk right into 2022, still staring at a rear view mirror. What if the Holy Spirit, and I have felt the Holy Spirit all morning long. What if the Holy Spirit is showing up? I'm not just talking COVID. For some people, it could be five or 10, 20, 30 years ago. Pastor Micah, if you knew the addiction, if you knew the affair, if you knew the, the church hurt, if you knew my last job, if you knew what I went through 11 years ago, and I'm not taking away Joshua from Moses has died. I am being as sensitive as I can, but I feel the Holy Spirit sent me today with a mandate to tell someone you are not destined to live the rest of your life only talking about what you have been through. God wants you to look through the windshield and say, what now? What are you doing right now? What is the territory you want us to take right now? Everyone say, what now? They say if we fail to accept what is, then we stay stuck in what was, and it will impede our movement into what could be. Benjamin Franklin said this, many people die at 25. They aren't buried until they're 75. In other words, you just get stuck, right? We just get stuck. We, we've shared some of your story. We just get stuck. And then before we know it, we live our whole life thinking this is what governs and guides us. Jen, everything that we're constantly if I coulda, shoulda, woulda, maybe might. And we have this massive windshield that God is like, Joshua, I know Moses has died, but if you would get the people ready, then every single place you put your foot, I'm gonna give you, and don't you be discouraged, and don't you be afraid, Three times, I need you to be strong and I need you to be courageous because I am with you. 
It's like a phone sometimes. I have four kids and Ted, a lot of times my kids have to tell me most things, how to phones, iPads, all that stuff. Even my 12-year-old Makai, they seem like they know way more about this stuff than I do, but you know, on a phone, sometimes you can almost get so bogged down, so burdened down just on a phone. And it's a good thing you just slide up here, right? We, oh, here we go. I need Micaiah. Where's he at? You just slide up and you just go like that. So that's gone. That's gone. That's gone. That's gone and that's gone and that's gone and that's gone. That's gone and that's gone. And that's gone and that's gone. That was cash out money for my kids. And that's, I wish that was gone. <laughs> So stretch your hands towards my phone. And that's gone, and that's gone, and that's gone, and that's gone. You, you're, just, you're just cleaning out your phone a little bit because all this stuff, it'll burden you down. If you carry too much stuff from the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, you come in here, no wonder you're having a hard time, Joshua, getting your foot to say, okay, I'm believing God for it because there's too much stuff that we just keep carrying. It's not just 20 to 21, now to 22. For some people, they're carrying stuff way back. And every now and then, you actually just go here to the settings you go down here to Safari, you click on Safari, you come down here, and this says clear history and website data. You click on that, it's gonna ask you, are you sure you wanna clear the history and data? You hit it, and then delete all that stuff. Now I know it's not an exact example of your life, but I'm just telling you if the Holy Spirit showed up to your heart today and said, hey, what now? What are you believing for in 2022? What are you believing for in 2022? What do you want me to do right now? I guarantee you if the Holy Spirit showed up at your heart today and held up your phone and was like, how in the world are we ever going to do what God wants us to do in 2022? If you're carrying this and carrying this and carrying that, I think God wants to start someone off the first Sunday of January. Let's get rid of it. I know one thing, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching toward the things that are before I press toward the prize. Would you close your eyes and give me an opportunity to pray for you? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I'm with you. What a relief to know. Joshua. He's with us. Just in this holy moment right now, ask yourself, what now? You say, but I'm up in years. You know, they say Joshua was getting older. You say, I'm up in years. I've already done my time. Remember what I told you about the whole after 40 thing? What if God wants to remind someone today 
the fact I'm still giving you breath every morning, that means I'm not done with you. Maybe there's someone who's been beating yourself up for a long time. God is saying, I really wish that you would give the windshield even half the amount of time that you give that rearview mirror. Would you dream again? Would you believe again? Would you hope again? Would you stir it up again? What now? What now? You say, but Micah, it hurt. What they said, what they'd done, that relationship, that job, that it hurt. not taking anything away from the pain. I'm just asking you to believe that God still has a purpose for you. That where the enemy, where discouragement and fear wants to put a period and say, it's over and it's done. That Joshua, you would believe it's a comma. And God is saying, I still have more. Come on, Joshua, wherever you put your foot, you see that land, Joshua? You see that river, Joshua? That he would be speaking to someone on site and online today to let you know. What now? What now? I know your eyes are closed. If you would just take your hand and just put it up to your heart. I want to speak over you like the Lord spoke to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Don't get sidetracked to the right or left. Don't ever give up on my word. That's what he told Joshua. What the law I gave Moses, don't give up on my word. Don't get discouraged. I'm with you. And I speak that over you today. That as you go into 2022, that God is still working in your life. He's saving some. People that need to repent of your sin, you could be saved right now today. He's healing. I referenced earlier the hospital rooms and those sick. I believe God's still healing. I believe he's healing hearts and healing marriages and healing emotions. As you have your hand on your heart today, whatever it is you need in your life, I'm believing God is touching your heart and he's stirring it up even right now. But he's not done. There's still more land. There's still more territory. There's still more ministry. And I speak it over you. I speak it over Storyside. I speak it over the body of Christ. I speak it over even the kingdom at large. That God will build his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So let there be life today. Let there be courage. Let there be vision. Let there be creativity. Let there be hope in Jesus' name name. Amen. I feel the Holy Spirit at work today. I feel the Holy Spirit at work today. Can we stand all over the room? If you're physically able, would you just raise up hands right now as a sign of telling God, I receive your word today. I want you to speak to me just like verse one, when the Lord told Joshua, speak to me this year, stir up my heart, stir up my faith this year. Sing it out to him, come now. This song talks about, are you ready? This song talks about God's not done yet. Make it your prayer in closing, will you do that? Just sing it out to him.
cry out to him, worship, even as we close this service today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus.